traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute. The Economist. Hello and welcome to this pre-election podcast from The Economist. I'm Anne McElvoy, Senior Editor. It seems likely that no party will win an overall majority in the 2015 general election, and that means some form of power sharing. The horse trading has already begun. I've been talking to Lord O'Donnell, who was playing Gus O'Donnell when he was Cabinet Secretary at the time of the last election and presided over the negotiations which brought Conservatives and Liberal Democrats together. Gus, what sort of preparation do you think the parties are making, perhaps secretly or at least on the quiet when it comes to the aftermath of May the 7th? I think there's a lot of public, I call it foreplay, where they're kind of cozying up, different parties cozying up to each other. You can see SNP trying to cozy up to Labour, but also a bit of cold shouldering, so that SNP saying they won't work with the Conservatives. So, you know, they're setting up some ground rules. Whether they're actually talking to each other privately, I really don't know. Uh, And they're very nervous about private negotiations just in case they leak. Civil service is about continuity, right? It needs to keep delivering government. What is the role of the civil service at a time when no one has any idea what the complexion of the next government could be, and indeed whether there's just going to be one party or more than one party involved in power? Well, the civil service needs to, as you rightly said, ensure continuity of government. So if there are any big decisions that need to be made, if there's a crisis, that it can be handled. Secondly, they need to make sure that the Queen stays above it all. And thirdly, they need to facilitate, to make sure that uh, they help the parties to come to a, a deal. Because ultimately, to be very clear, it's the political party's responsibility to sort out who the next government is. One of the criticisms of the last process, the one you oversaw, was that it was all a bit quick. I remember standing on the green at Westminster for chilly for a few days, but it it basically did all get done in six days. Now there's a feeling in the parties that they were shut out, they should have had a bigger say, and that you could have a much longer coalition building of the type that we see sometimes in Germany, for instance. What would you think about that? It could be longer this time. I think you're right... The permutations are more complex. It really does depend on the numbers, the number of seats the different parties get. More parties could be involved. And as you say, MPs are starting to say they'd like more of a say in the negotiating process. So that's going to slow things down. And last time, there was a certain amount of pressure because it was all very uncertain. We hadn't had a coalition government uh, since the Second World War. And, you know, we were going through some uncertainty in the euro area with Greece. To be honest, the markets are somewhat calmer this time. And what do you think the wider economic challenges will be? If you were sitting there with your worry list to discuss with a prime minister and chancellor, what would be on it? I think productivity, first and foremost. Uh, Our performance is pretty abysmal. We need to improve it in the private sector. And I think that means more investment, more R&D. We need to improve it in the public sector. 
And that's particularly important because uh, we are still going through a period where we're going to have to improve the public finances. We need to improve our infrastructure and that's you know, in many different respects. So for example, we need to sort out housing. Everyone agrees we need more houses, but they're not at all agreed about how we'll get them. Secondly, we need to sort out airport capacity. There have been uh, decisions delayed. That needs to be sorted out. The high-speed rail link, we need to decide on whether to go ahead with that or alternatives that have been put forward. There's a, a big range of capital projects that will need to be sorted out. And hopefully, if we have a five-year fixed-term parliament and a, and a stable government, then they could make those longer-term decisions. Sounds like you want to give the system a bit of a push, but is a five-year parliament with a coalition likely to repeat some of that kind of havering that went on in the last five-year parliament with a coalition? Well, I think people are forgetting the fact that it, this, is, this new government will be the first ever that starts off uh, with a fixed-term parliament and under that new act. So if you asked a number of civil servants, they'd say they really did wish that governments would take long-term decisions and the longer they've got to do the tough things early on, because all of these decisions will involve winners and losers, and I bet you that the losers will scream a lot louder than the winners will cheer, that it's really important that they get on with it and they've got a chance to do a five-year plan, a five-year spending review if they wanted to, uh, and lay out their capital programs and you know, do the tough things early on so they see the benefits towards the end. In the big picture, Gus, the G7 summit starts a month after the election in Germany. How important do you think this summit is to Britain? Does it matter in terms of its the domestic perception of its international outlook? I think the first summit with a new administration, if, even if it's the return of an administration that, that all the other leaders know, I think is important just to give a sense of the other leaders getting to, to look at this new administration and seeing, well, where are they coming from? What are the big differences? Are they going to be stronger allies or are they going to be more difficult allies? So I'd say the G7 is important, but I would put down a marker for the EU Council around June the 26th. And of course, I think there, there is a difference depending on who wins, because if it's uh, a conservative-led administration who are uh, going to have a referendum on the EU, then, of course, that council marks the start of the renegotiation process. Uh, if, on the other hand, it's a Labour-led administration, then I think it marks the start of a potentially new era and, and a fresh relationship with Europe. So either way, I'd say that's, that's something I'd be looking at very closely. Lord O'Donnell, thank you. Traffic jams, tailgating, pile-ups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute.